Okay, hi there. How, how are you doing? I'm doing all right are you, today. Are you doing all right today? Yeah. It's good right. to see you. I've been seeing you this whole time, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're back. We're back. It's uh, it, it's episode two of the BOT. Bitchy old teachers. The bitchy old teachers. It's uh, it's episode two. That's how you know this is uh, uh th- th- this is sticking. We 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 came back a a second time. Yeah. On this one, Get so that shot. so that's pretty good. Um, so you know, listen, it uh, it it happens to be Super Bowl Sunday, mm-hmm. right now. Uh, the game is on in a couple hours. It's about two o'clock where we are right now. Don't really have a vested interest in the game, although the Puppy Bowl was a huge hit uh, for yes. uh, for our ding dong of a dog <laughs> upstairs. Yeah, yeah, he was really enjoying the game. Yeah, yeah, and the kitty halftime show. Yeah, right. Yeah, I suppose there's a joke there, but I probably shouldn't tell it. It's, <laughs> it's probably not probably not good. All right. Well, um, like we said, it's episode two of the BOT podcast, and on the agenda. For today, today's topic, today's umbrella topic is, oh, that was a very heavy sigh right there because it feels so heavy to say this word and everything, like all of in your sigh right there, all up in that sigh was uh, stories, was emotion, was frustration, right? And and again, we want to stay on the positive side, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the ones that we have known that, that, uh, that are good. Uh, and that is this big umbrella topic that we call the administration. Uh, right, right. And I think the today's episode, we're going to con- kind of clarify some things about administration, maybe talk about some of our frustrations more with the system. Yeah. Uh, kind of, I did some research this week, too, on, you know, just the topic of uh, higher education and the bloat of administration. And but you have to admit it's, it's at the K-12 too, right? I mean, Well, you know. sure. We talked about yeah. that last time too, is that I, when we talk about administration, we gotta, we've got to make sure that we're, we're mentioning that we're talking about not just principals or presidents of universities. Yeah. We're talking about an entire group yeah, and and they're sort of like invisible, right? They're sort of like invisible to the general public, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, like you know, if if you have a if if you're a student or or you have a student in in the elementary system, you know, you you know who who your who your child's principal is, you you know who, uh, you know, you, you might have a vague passing understanding of the superintendent of your school district, mm-hmm. but there's this whole army of people, you know, we've got people like. You know, the math coordinator, the district English coordinator, the this, the that, the whatever. Right. And these are people who are kind of existing in this middle, and that's a very interesting phrase right there, this sort of invisible middle layer where we don't really know <laughs> what, what do they do? what's happening here. <laughs> right. You well, know? What is their role? Yeah. Um, oftentimes, I guess the biggest thing for me is that when you mention the middle layer, that middle group of people get paid exorbitant amounts of money mm-hmm. um, to do what? Usually paperwork or collection yeah. of information. Yeah. And you know, again, and it, not trusting the teacher to collect the information or the faculty member. To, yeah. It's, we've created now this entire section, K-12 and higher ed, and their sole purpose is to collect some form so of this information. nebulous middle layer. You and know? we don't yeah. know what for. Sometimes yeah. it's for compliance, right? Some of the new yeah. rules for compliance. Yeah. But it used to be that you could have people, you know, one person do many things. 
And then what we've done or what we've seen now and even shoot the last I know where you're 16, going. 20 years. Like a hyper-specialization. Yeah, yeah, we have a very specific. Yeah. We're going to collect this very specific information. Yeah. So we need a very specific position. Yeah. So we're a very create, particular set of skills. We're going right. to create this I don't know what that position. Was. Yeah. Um, just for that collection of yeah. information. Yeah. No, you know, you, oh my God, I had like two thoughts in, in, in my head with, with, with what you said. I, I was going somewhere and then I tried like a Liam Neeson impression that kind of <laughs> came out as Sean Connery and it was not. <laughs> yeah, I I, I'm used to it. I didn't I, even then I lost it. It didn't, it didn't go anywhere. Um, but, it, but anyway, yes, the, the, the sort of nebulous, uh, sort of invisible middle layer, um, where yeah you know i mean i like how you say you know there, there's certain compliance issues i mean let, let's let's not misunderstand and let's not kid ourselves that um that the education system uh all levels of the public education system um uh interface with you know taxpayers and governments and there's you know regulations that, that have to do with the state department of ed of course the you know the, the federal department of uh of, of education and that's opening up a whole can of worms right there um i would expect certain aspects of our conversation today to be uh to be to have some tendrils into politics you know that um there's a certain contingent of people certainly on the right who are talking about you know who love to talk about you know the department of education i it wasn't it uh wasn't it Rick Perry who couldn't remember the three departments that he'd want to get rid of? And I think the one that he couldn't remember was the Department of Education. Um, so, you know, to to anybody out there who, who happens to be on the right, um, we may take certain issues with some of this regulation as well. Um, we're just coming at it from the other direction, I guess, right? Um, we, we, we may have uh, certain frustrations with things, uh, but coming at it from the left side rather than from the right side. I guess we should probably clarify that we consider ourselves to be liberals, progressives. It's mm -hmm. right. So yeah. Right. Anyway. Right. But I think, uh, you know, it's important that you mention that because I can certainly have conversations and I do have conversations with some of my conservative friends and we agree yeah. on a lot of issues when it comes to education, right. in particular, what you just mentioned, which is the department of education. It exists for a very good reason, but right. It like any system, yeah. as I we've mentioned, and you're probably tired of hearing me say it already. There are many things wrong with the system. And again, the, the things that it seems to uh, incentivize, or or maybe the things that it that it makes, the 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 things that that happen downstream, right? You know, if, if we're going to say X is important, or maybe we're going to say something like your funding is contingent upon X. Well, then count on the Department of X. Right. To, uh, you know, to, uh, to, to, to suddenly appear right. in the school's organization and, and hire. Well, right? goodness, yeah. I would say yeah. probably 30%. And I don't know this for certain because I didn't look any. Just a guess. You know, yeah. that I, my educated guess based on the last 20 plus years mm -hmm. would be that at the university level, 30% of things that have been created are out of compliance. Yeah. Are out of, uh, you know, and, and we did that to ourselves because we created it in K-12. Right. And so these kids left the K-12 system and their parents and the students expected that same level of hand-holding 
when you get to the higher education system. Okay. Well, I, um, I, I, I really, really like that. And, and I love what you're saying right there. Although something tells me that this is going to be that, that what you, what we just dipped our toes right in there is the, um, um, the, uh, Jonathan Haidt coddling of the American mind sort of, oh, right. Yeah. right. Uh, and I definitely want to, I definitely want to dip my toes in that pond. I definitely want to dive into that pond. Well, there's so much to do. But not exactly that. right now. Yeah. Right. But there's, there's a, a huge, there's a huge, right, mm-hmm. um, to, to, to put it bluntly, there's a huge collection of money, power, administration, and, uh, and, and bureaucracy that is pooled right. in that which area. Can, which I think yeah. we can talk about later, but yeah. it is connected to... In my opinion, it is very much connected to what we want to talk about today, yeah. which is what do these what do these positions do? You just made me think of, of, of what I was going to say, and you just said it right there. I don't know how many times you and I, maybe over the years and for a variety of different reasons, have, have you know, you've got a collection of statistics here, right? And there's a common feature. There's a common line in all of the articles, all of the studies. Again, you've got a collection of things. The number of people, uh, you know, who, who, when asked by a reporter or by an investigator, will say something like, who are these people and what do they do? And I mean, I remember reading a couple articles in which that line was like, like that line was, was popped out, you know, and it was, who are these people and what do they do? And listen, maybe they do something wildly important. It could be very, very important. But you've got to ask yourself, what is, you know, on one level, what is the amount of money that maybe lives in this thing, right? But then, of course, probably the, the, the thing that, uh, that, that we respond to, uh, particularly as, uh, as BOTs, is the power and influence that tends to collect around these offices, areas, positions, you know, and anytime there's a, you know, there's a collection of money, there's a collection of power that may have undue influence on what's going on in the lives of teachers, Mm. right? And in what's going on in the classroom, I guess, right? right? Well, you know, know, in that phrase that, that people like to say, and there's, there's people that get mad when you say, uh, the teachers aren't doing their job or whatever. Yeah. And then oh, you, these have, teachers. You, you have the yeah. other people who say they don't trust the teachers, but there's, there's definitely evidence to prove that they don't t- trust the teachers. They don't trust us because if they mm. trusted us, we would ha- not have the need for what would be the reason five new the... positions right. to, you know, track the behavior data of students in the classroom mm. or track the, um, you know, compliance data for whatever, whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. Um, the instructional coaches or facilitators there to help you, which mm-hmm. I've had some great ones in my career. I'm sure. not saying, but again, what was that position created for? Right. I just, I, so, I just love it. You know, uh, uh, see here, you know, instructional coach. Oh, you mean what we used to call a teacher? Or you used to have one in the <laughs> right. building, like a mentor teacher sure. or, a, you know, uh, somebody who was practicing the profession mm-hmm. and doing all of the things that teachers do. And they didn't have a separate position created just for that person. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it, it's, uh, the growth of this is alarming. Mm-hmm. And, and, and maybe, maybe this is a way to, uh, to, to, to dive right in here. 
um, I'm going to take what you just said there. Said there, the the growth of this is alarming. Um, once again, if you happen to be uh, listening to, uh, uh, to 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 this uh, to this podcast to this conversation, um, and you are uh, concerned as uh, as of course all of us are at different times and in different locations. Um, with the notion of budgets. And again, like we said in the previous episode, this never ending, you know, battle over the money that, uh, you know, you know, what public education costs. Um, You know, as I was thinking about er earlier today, if that is the way that you want to interface with this conversation, fantastic. So let me just say, um, if you're concerned about the money, the budgets and, you know, and, and how much stuff costs that portion of your state budget or your, you know, or the national budget or, or, or whatever it is, uh, let, let us say outright, um, we do not have the money. Uh, I, I don't, I don't have it. Right. Yeah. Do you, like, no, if you want to look at our bank account, if you want to look at the, at the pay stubs, I don't have it. Mm-hmm. I'm not hoarding it. I don't I'm have the money. <laughs> They're not giving it to me. As far as I know, they're not giving it to you. Nope, don't have it. Right? Uh, so, so if you have a question, you know, in your state or your area or wherever it is where we're saying that we got to do something about the budgets and all this money and we got to make these cuts, let me say one more time. The teachers in the classroom do not have the money. Right. Let me save you a step. If you want to go look for it, it's not here. Right. Okay. So let's talk about uh, about this uh, this big broad area called the administration. You know, you've got a couple of uh, of notes over here. I have a bunch of statistics, a bunch of money, a bunch of uh, you know percentages and whatnot. And I love all that. I, I I think it's brilliant and wonderful. Would you mind if I started with like another area, and then mm. we can get Go to the it. to the money and stuff? You know. Mm. Because there is something about statistics, and I just love this, you know, just something about the way that people interface with all this stuff. And, you know, you can read statistics until the cows come home and people don't change their minds, you know. Well, and I'm not going, I mean, that's not the point in collecting them in my perspective. It's to show how much it's grown. Right. That's, those are what I looked for when I was. Yeah, I'd I'd like to talk about some of the, you know, some of the, the, the sort of, um, I guess I would say on the ground realities of, of, um, of when administration and we might say, you know, as a bracket next to that, um, bureaucracy and, you know, and, and box checking and, and, and all of those things, um, actually interface and, you know, and actually interact with, um, teachers' lives, teachers' work the things that we actually want to do. And I suppose that a big way to say it, I mean, I know this is true for me, is the number of times when I would like to do a thing, right? Let's say there's something that I want to do, okay? And in order to do this thing, right, because of the office of this and the office of this, and this kind of oversight, and this kind of thing, and this over here, and this person over here, it is like, it's like passing an act of Congress, right? <laughs> I mean, like, here's a really easy, like, a really easy way to put this. Any teachers out there 
who have ever wanted to take students on a field trip, you would think that you were going to Mars. Like you were going to get on a spaceship and it was like an experimental spaceship and it might blow up. So 19 health and safety waivers and, uh, you know, and, and 40 ways of, of, of documenting, you know, which budgets the money comes from and 30 steps to make sure that this happens and this happens. This happens. It's like we're going to the museum. We would like to go to the museum. That's what we would like to do, you know. And 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 what is it? It's like, again, it's passing an act of Congress. Should it be that hard? I don't think so. Right. Um. That's a really really simple example. But what I'd like to do is talk more about the power that this area of administration has. Um. All of the things that they don't know, which I'm sure we're going to get into because the way that these positions are hired, the degrees and requirements that we would like them to have, um, the uh, certainly the amount that they get paid, and certainly what they do is very, very far removed from the world of the faculty, the teachers in the classroom, who once again are arguably the people uh, for whom the students showed up. Right, but right? I, think, I think that's what, what I just mentioned a minute ago. Part of that problem is when you create such a specialized position, mm -hmm. you essentially are giving that one individual power. You have the power, yeah. Because you're saying right. only so-and-so yeah. can handle the forms for whatever. Right. And so they are in charge of doing yeah. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And so therefore so, so, they so, have all right. of the power. I love that. Right. So so even though this person might not be, uh, let's say, my boss or, or, or my supervisor. Right. I am interacting with with, with these people uh, from, you know, from, from, from the standpoint of, well, they do have the power. Right. You know, if, mm -hmm. if I say I want to do X and the person over here in this in this strange nebulous office who is not my supervisor says that I can't do X. Mm -hmm. Well, then that person has the power. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And most often it's not <laughs> earned power. It is. No, we it's, created a position. Yeah, It's somehow granted by what yeah. we don't know. This but... thing is very important. Right. Therefore. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you the, the, the number of times, and I am thinking of a very, very, very specific example uh, in my world that involves chairs. Mm -hmm. um, the number of times that, that you know, to use my, my previous example or my previous way of thinking, I would like to do this thing, and I've been told that I can't do this thing. So what I'm doing is spending all of my time and energy looking for a workaround for this thing, right? The rules say this, I can't do this. Let me find a loophole to get around the rules. Well, here's an idea. Why not make the rules like map to rea the well, reality rather than try, you know. I think that that's a, that is a problem of something else we can talk about 
too. I think it's definitely connected to mm -hmm. it, but that goes along in my opinion with people who've never done that job. Right. So no, if, if uh, somebody's never been in the classroom, mm -hmm. they don't know what your needs might be. Right. Yet they're the ones. Yet they're the ones in control, in control or, or somehow or with that power. Saying yes or no to whatever. So it is. that's right. why they would then say no. We, no, we don't you, do this, you know, or you, you need to fill this out or that. Right. And so to me, that is the entire problem with the system now, is mm -hmm. we have people involved in this system, in right. the system of education, that have never been an educator. The on the ground reality. They have the, never yeah. set foot in a classroom. Mm -hmm. But they yeah. now have the power. The power. Um, and, and listen, you know, I mean, I think, you know, I think it's, it's always important to, 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 to be fair, um, even though it's sometimes weird for, for, for me to, uh, to, to talk about this, right? I'm the theater instructor at my um, local institution in a certain geographical area. Um, it's probably fair to say that I, and I certainly know you because I've been married to you for, for so long, we do not respond well to hierarchy. Right. And yet we somehow understand that, mm -hmm. you know, like it actually, yeah, okay. We, we understand that there's a person who, you know, mm -hmm. ultimately makes decisions and we understand that, yeah, you know, there's got to be a division of labor. I think that we don't respond well to power hierarchies and yet we understand there is a president of the United States, mm -hmm. you know, right. and there's a governor, you know, well, I think, I, I think so. So again, we're, we're not necessarily against the, the, the notion of, um, right. Because all things are like this. My dad hated his boss too. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody doesn't, you know, you know, the, 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 the power structure, you have some kind of a, a response to that, particularly if you happen to be on the lower end of it. So right, but definitely, here, here's but, how but, you, but I like what you say, the, the, the unearned or the sort of right. like, oh, this, you know, because we, you know, we were looking for X and you can get this degree in 36 months from an online university, you're now. Well, let's right. look at that because yeah. I have quite a bit to say about that, actually. Sure. So if we use an example from the private sector, like you said, mm -hmm. your dad, who worked for a company for 30 plus years, right. had a boss. Usually, back then, the boss had also been with the company for 30 plus years or 20 plus it's years. It's actually or funny that you say that because the ones that my dad hated the most, and I'm going to blank on his name right now, were business majors. Mm -hmm. right? That's what I was going to Right say. out of college yep. who didn't know anything about my... Uh, my and they my, didn't last long. And they didn't last they didn't, that long. Right. And they had no idea. And right? I think yeah. that is... And there we are. So when we say that the education system, and I mentioned this previously, mm -hmm. um, that, that I have a real problem with the way our education system is sort of reflecting that business mindset or that right. business model. One of the things that I, that I see happening in both that are not good are... We're putting people in positions of power that have no real world on the ground experience with the thing and they, yeah. and yet they expect them to succeed or they expect yeah. them to be a certain yeah. way. And when I say they, the people who hired right. them, uh, you know, I, there, there's, there's, I just, I'm not going to let this go for a second. My dad, uh, worked for a certain, um, snack food company mm -hmm. for, uh, for, for 30 plus years, put two kids through college. Um, and uh, he had a couple of bosses. God, I'm going to blank on this guy's name. I could call him real fast. And if he hears this, he'll, he'll know the name. Um, 
who who had no idea what, like like what the job of actually of, a, was. of an actual yeah. you know root sure. salesman was. My dad delivered uh, snack chips to mm-hmm. you know local grocery stores, convenience stores, right? And you know and 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 had this boss you know some who had never done right, the same some thing. college grad who you know who mm-hmm. who got his 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 BA in business or, or you know, or, or, or his MBA coming out to sit in the truck and, you know, watch, you know, my, my father take the chips off the truck and then you got to deal with the grocery store manager and the this and the that, you know, well, why can't you do this? Well, why can't you do this? Well, why can't you do this? Uh, because, the, the, because yeah. the, because look, this is why. Right. Right. Oh, oh, well maybe if you, right. If you knew the job. Maybe if you knew the job. Maybe you could. So write. I think we can apply that same. That's ch- you know, and that's chips. That's potato and corn chips. We can apply yeah. that same exact mentality to what I see and what you see on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And I want to, you know, I feel like it's important to say, I think going to college is great. I continue to go. That's I'm like the proverbial student forever. Um, I have two master's degrees, like I mentioned yep. before. I'm about, you know, like I have. I have gone to college, you have gone to college, you have an MFA, you know, we, we pride ourselves on our education, but I did not do that. I did not go get my degree and then expect to bypass the teaching experience. Yeah, some sort of a, yeah. right? So, mm-hmm. you know, when I was getting my degree, my master's degree in teaching, part of that getting that degree was actually teaching in buildings, yeah. right? Internships throughout you know, the state and having to work with certain grade levels and having to do certain things. Whereas now what I see in K-12 system and in the higher education system. The education and training of administrators and leaders in these positions. Right. And so, so Mm -hmm. people who, uh, we, we've used the phrase ladder climbers. Yeah. Okay. They exist in both the business world and education, but these ladder climbers have sort of decided through well, I want to be, have the power. Yeah. I want to be in charge. It would be nice to be superintendent. What degree do I need to get? So to I'm going to get that? a degree mm-hmm. in organizational leadership, mm-hmm. or having never you know, led an organization, which would right, seem to be having never rather, been right, in charge. Right. So you might have to do an internship or yeah, whatnot, but right. you've never actually done it yourself. Um, you know, if we use that as an example, uh, if you want to be superintendent and I look at your credentials and I don't see that you've actually taught in a classroom or you have a degree in a teaching right. field, mm-hmm. why do you deserve? Well, and, and, and let why the, should yeah. you be and let's the superintendent? Be, and let's be real about this. If the core mission of an educational institution or organization is to educate students, how can you be the leader of said organization? without having any experience with the core mission. Right. I do not understand that. And, and I didn't go to business school. Well, How do I know that and nobody else? Okay, why do I think that nobody else thinks that? The job application process is 100% different. Okay, if I'm a teacher and I'm looking for a job as a teacher, mm-hmm. not always, especially during COVID right now, yeah. but most often they ask you to teach a lesson to students. Or they sure. ask you to teach a lesson to the people yeah. on the hiring A demonstration of your... To prove right. that you know what you're doing. Right. Now, whether I agree with that or not, I 
I I'm, I, have, I can debatable, see but okay. I can see yeah. positives mm-hmm. and negatives about it. Yeah. Uh, more negatives than positives, right. in my opinion. But whatever, I would do it if I was asked to. We don't ask the superintendent candidate to go in and yeah. demonstrate a lesson yeah. because you know why? Run a classroom for a day. Most of them are so far removed. No idea from the interaction with students mm-hmm. and being in a classroom with students all day long. Yeah, that they truly would fall flat on their It'd face. It would be embarrassing. Because they don't know what to do. Right. Yeah. And that's the same thing, in my opinion, at uh, institutions of higher education. Mm -hmm. Look at your presidents. Yeah. These are political appointees, basically. They're 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 politicians. They're politicians. How can you get us, Mm -hmm. and this, I'm going to dig deeper Mm -hmm. here. How can, the the goal of any board when they elect a president See again, they don't. They're not asking the faculty. Usually, they might ask for a little input from the faculty, yeah. or maybe one or two students. Yeah. But the board makes the it decision. Really has no connection to right. Right. Yeah. And the board will decide. And this is the case in in K twelve too. They make their decision mm-hmm. based on what the board decides. Okay. And they'll ask for feedback from us yeah. or whatever. And but because the board is a, is a political entity, why would you expect the the superintendent the, not the superintendent to be? Not to be a political, a political right. you know, entity. But see, right. to me, that is what has caused the issues in the system Yeah. right there. Because if you truly cared about kids in the classroom and teachers in the classroom right. with their students, yeah. you would hire somebody who has yeah. 15, 20 years of teaching experience, not make it a requirement that they have a doctorate degree in organizational leadership right. or whatever their ed- education administration or uh, yeah. administration leadership or degrees, whatever. Degrees that 30, 40 years ago did not exist. Right. See, and that's... You that know, was not something you could go get a degree in. Right. And so that, if you if we move away from K-12 and we look at the university and the community college system, what did they do? They created now these majors and they did it in with the incentive that we needed to be as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. So you see these online universities popping up. Get such and such in 36 months. Get your months doctorate in, degree right, in 36 months. to right. 48 months yeah. without any teaching experience. Right. Right? Yeah. You, you, you know, and, and, I, and I love what you're saying. You just, you, like something just popped up in my head, right? Um, we were talking about this the other day. Um, doctorate degrees, P- PhDs. EDDs, which once again sounds like a disease that a person doesn't want. But you know, what what is it that I was saying to you the, the other day? Um, that remember that movie, uh, A Beautiful Mind, mm-hmm. right? Right. John Nash, right? Okay, right. so uh, uh, Russell Crowe mm-hmm. is, is in this movie, right? And um, so it takes place at uh, at Harvard, is that right? It, mm-hmm. w- one of the Ivies somewhere, right? And these are all like math people. Right, so you got these bunch of guys, and they're all math people, right? And there's like five or six of them. Five of them, in, in yeah. The class. Five or six of them. That's how many people were going to get a PhD in, in math that year. Yes. Five. Mm-hmm. That was it. You yeah. say how many PhDs in math are there from Harvard every three years? Five. There were five. We were using my, my you know, an example from uh, from my life. Um, I went to a certain graduate school out out on the East Coast, Penn State. Um, and in the MFA acting class, right, the number of people who, who were, who were recruited, uh, in the year, uh, in the year 2000 to go get an MFA in acting was 10. 
It was later eight. A friend of mine and I were dismissed from that program. It was eight. That's how many people were going to get an MFA in acting in three years. Now I eight. bet it's probably 20 yeah. or 25. Now, what did you say, 20, 25? Go, go, go get a PhD. Double. Double, right? probably. Because we got the online university of, you know, of, of Western <laughs> Nova Scotia or something like that. And, I, and, I, yeah. and I'm going to go get a PhD. PhDs used to be rare. Mm-hmm. Well, I even, you know? so I have, to, I have to say, you know, even because, you know, I, I look into this and I've considered getting a PhD sure. or getting an EDD. Which, not, with 16 years of teaching, teaching experience, experience, I might add, which is the difference so, that we but, keep. This kind yeah. of may this specific topic is mm-hmm. very sore subject for me because when I look at the university system, I get very frustrated mm. with the way it is currently designed. And you How just so? mentioned it about the PhD being, you know, in the movie there were five candidates for right, being a PhD. Yeah. Okay, so if I look for age, say I wanted to move over to your world and teach at a community college which I have two masters, so I would have the required credentials, okay? Most community colleges or universities, so a university position, if I looked at either one of those positions for their teacher education program. Work in the school of ed. So the the job description would be you're working with students. You're training teachers. You're training teachers. You're working with adults who want to become teachers. Right. Okay? What do you think, what skill do you think would be important if if your job was to train future teachers. Right. So the 16 years of experience, in my mind, hmm. would make the most sense. Interesting. Right? Yeah. But if you look at, and you know, I'm just going to call them out because I think everybody who's in the higher ed world, uh, higheredjobs.com, mm-hmm. okay, you can go on and look at teacher education positions, open availability positions. Mm-hmm. And if you go to a university and look at what their job posting says, they the first thing they put on there is they want somebody with a doctorate degree, mm-hmm. yeah, and three at least three years of teaching experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, so three years of experience, which I'm sorry to say I didn't know. After three years, I was not an after expert. three years. You're just getting started. Right, I was learning what you don't know. I was not an expert on being no. a teacher after three years. No. But not only do they want that, so it the job posting would say an education, uh, a doctorate degree in education right. or a doctorate degree in some other field. Curriculum design. Okay. And then it would say, uh, preferably uh, experience at the community college or university level. Right. Which if you're a teacher, you don't have time. I mean, you might yeah, do it part time. Get two jobs. But right. I'm, I'm teaching K-12. Yeah. Okay. So that's my full time job. Mm-hmm. And then the third requirement is usually, like I just mentioned, three years of teaching, at least three years of teaching right. experience. But you see. So what are they, what are they favoring? Right. They're favoring that, that sort the of, EDD that sort or of the PhD. Over-credentialized. For, for one reason. Right. And one reason only. And that is because, in my opinion, that person who has the EDD or PhD mm-hmm. will start working on grant writing to make the university money. And then what they'll do, and we've seen this because we went to college, we will have the TA actually teaching the class Mm -hmm. and the person with the PhD writing grants and collecting money for the university. Yeah. So that's a whole big can of worms right there, which is the, you know, what the the sort of um, perverse 
underground. It's not even underground because it's it's right up front. Um, the incentives that are inside the 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 university system. At one level, you're talking about the the exploitation of GTAs and you know graduate mm-hmm. teaching teaching assistants. But again, I just want I just want to go back to, to you know to the far more basic, the far more fundamental point that, that that you made. If there is a position at a university in the school of education that is ostensibly responsible for training the next generation of teachers, why would it not make sense to have very experienced teachers? teach those programs but you see your problem jen is that you're handicapped by the need for your argument to make sense right that's what's wrong with you okay so right. you know yeah. mentioning some of those statistics i think we can yeah let me let, can, can i set this up a, a little let bit let me here? just say one yeah. thing about sure, that because sure. then we can okay. move on to what you want to say yeah. but i just think this is important to highlight uh, because it adds on to the other problem which is okay so in 1990 at a university, the faculty was double the number of administration. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is just, I pull this statistic, if anybody wants to know, National Center for Educational Statistics is where I found this. It was in an article that I read from Forbes magazine. But this specific statistic, 1990, two times. So double the number of administration was the number of faculty. Wait, in, in 20, wait. So it, double. Faculty? Faculty, faculty were double administration. Faculty outnumbered administration. I misunderstood. Two you. to one. Two to one. Okay. Double. In 2012, so you know, you go from 1990 to 2012, mm-hmm. that number was equal. Right. So you can assume you doubled the administration. Right. Yeah. Um. So he he here's here's what I what I wanted to say. If there are far more PhDs and EDDs, and again, I just love saying EDD because it sounds like something that I don't want. Um, PhDs and EDDs. If there are more of them, well, we got to give these people jobs, mm-hmm. right? Now, when I say we've got to give these people jobs, I, what I'm what I'm trying to say is that um, a market emerges for them, sure. right? I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not saying that there, that there's some room somewhere where someone is saying, you know, that there are 5,000 PhDs, we, we have to give them jobs. But that's how you get into, you know, into situations where um, this is the person who is hyper-specialized in X, therefore, we've got to have an X. Right. 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 Um, so again, there, there, there are always, uh, you know, loosely speaking, market forces here, right? But if I've got a PhD in, uh, you know, in, in educational leadership or, or, or organizational uh, leadership or, or whatever it is, then surprise, surprise, before too long, when a school district is looking for a superintendent, what's the degree requirement? Mm-hmm. A doctorate degree oh, in there it is. organizational right? leadership. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's, it, it can be a little bit difficult, I think, to... To, to, to wrap our heads around this. And, may, and maybe th- this is what we mean when we say the system, right? Um, we are not necessarily saying cause and effect, right? Like a singular cause and a singular effect, but rather an ecosystem of highly, highly, highly cre- uh, credentialed people with, once again, 
no experience in the on the ground reality of whatever they're doing. Highly, highly credentialed people making, in most cases, exorbitantly high amounts Salaries. of money. Yes. And thereby, and through that, and by the nature of, of the position, accruing power which comes to impact the lives of teachers, which therefore impacts the lives and the realities of our students. Right. So I when, keep wanting to swing it back to that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. But I, I think to connect it to what we were mentioning a while ago about the business sector. Mm -hmm. Okay. One thing I appreciate about the business sector is the idea of supply and demand. Right. Right. Uh, your company will be successful if it sells a lot of X and the money that your company makes comes from the sale of X. Right. And I know what you're about to say, which is not true in the public sector because, go ahead. There's no incentive right. to save money in in our world. Our budgets get refreshed every I year. I mean, we talk about... At a lower about, level, okay, maybe. We but, talk but, about cuts. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to say that, you know, yeah. schools are hoarding money. No. That's not what I'm saying. But in, in particular with higher education institutions, more so than K-12, because a lot like in our world, K-12 is sort of beholden to the state legislature. Yeah, but there's system, a notion right, of like right. block grants. Right. The, the block grants could be big, they could be small, but still, we're going to get a cash infusion every year. And, and so what we've done yeah. is we've created those positions that can track what we're doing with that money. Mm -hmm. So there's your, let's create compliance, yeah. a positions for compliance. Mm -hmm. um, but in, in the higher ed world, it seems to me that they have no problem creating these new positions. You know, coordinator yeah. of what? Yeah. Student accountability uh, data processor for what? Right. Right. Nobody is telling them they can't. Please stop. Right. Right. Yeah. So nobody's saying, nope, you can't spend money on administrative positions. Yeah. No, you can't. Because what they always say and what will always. That budget gets, yes, reflexed, gets refreshed in the is next The cost of living goes up. Mm -hmm. Tuition and fees will have to be raised mm -hmm. on and on and on, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So there is no one like in the business world, like if you own your own business, your small business, you're mm -hmm. tracking the spending, you're making, if more people want something, you're going to have to spend more to make it and you'll get more for what you produce. Right. Uh, that is not the case in the education system. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and please, you know, please, please everyone understand we are glad about that. Like, yeah, I do you, not want yeah, the business your, model your, 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 for your, education. Your taxes support the, like... That's the cost of civilization. If you want a civilization, this is what you have to spend money on. What we're, t I think, what what we're trying to say is that we're gonna try. We're no, not we. If the notion is that what we've got to do is, let's say, cut down on middle management. Well, as Gordon Gecko said to the shareholders, right or maybe a mirror of what Gordon Gecko said to the shareholders in the very famous speech in the very famous movie. Um, what are all these vice presidents doing? And, right? And Probably paying for all of these vice presidents. Right. <laughs> right? right. Which, which is fine in a business. But when you try to take that model of leadership and management and accountability and graft it onto the public sector and then be surprised that all of these middle management, you know, uh, quote unquote positions 
start popping up, and you can't get them to go away. Hmm. Hmm. Well, and, and I think those things are d- directly connected to what you mentioned a minute ago, which is the direct relationship with students. What does the vice president of academic instruction really have to do on a daily basis with the average student attending college at the university? You know, it's, it, it, it's funny that you say that because I thought of something right before we turned record on here. Administration is a pretty big category, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, at the highest levels, you've got superintendents, you've got assistant superintendents, you've got an HR structure, you've got a, you know, there, there's a, there's a, a bunch of, stru- you've got an the IT hierarchy. person. Yeah. Yes. There, there, there's a, a number of people there, right? Um, but, you know, I can actually answer that question and I can answer that question in the way that I did right before we turned the computer on. And I think maybe this will be Maybe this, this will be educative, okay? Lots of colleges organize, let's say, things in a, in a different way. Uh, deans, department heads, vice president of, okay? And you'll find a little bit of play. There's a little bit of, you know, some, some people call it this, other colleges call it, call it this, whatever, okay, right? But I think I can answer that question, right? Let's take a dean as an example, okay? A dean is a person who has to talk to the upper levels of the administration and then has to talk to faculty, right? Okay, which means you kind of have to speak two languages, okay? So I have to go up to the higher-ups and we have to talk about the this and the that and the liability and the da-da-da and whatever it is. And then I got to take that information to the faculty. So they're like a translation device, okay? Well, here's my question. And if we think about a dean or a vice president or whatever it is as a translation device, then my question is this. You only need a translation device if two people are speaking a different language. If everybody was speaking the same language, you wouldn't need a translation device. So it must mean that the administration and the faculty and the teachers are actually driving at two separate purposes. Because Mm -hmm. if, again, if they were speaking the same language, what is the translation device for? And then the only other thing that, that I would add on to that, which is, again, An abiding, although begrudging, respect for hierarchy, there's only one question. And our friends in uh, in the military, I think, will will perhaps be able to latch on to this metaphor. And that is, which direction are you facing? Right? Are you facing, right? Are you with the faculty and the teachers facing the administration? Or are you with the faculty, or, or, or are you with the administration facing the faculty? In other words, where's your loyalty? Whose side are you on? Yep, where's right? your loyalty? Are we working, right? Are, are you working with us, or are you just delivering commands and, and information? But again, there would be no need for a translation device if our purposes were the same. Which I think circles right back to 
if you had people with the experience and understood what the people in the classroom were doing you wouldn't need a translation device there would be, it, uh, you could you could get rid of an entire and i'm not advocating for people getting rid of their jobs so no that's, but you could repurpose that position honestly so you could get rid of an entire layer of bureaucracy if you were putting people in positions of power that actually had the experience and understood to be there. the values that, that that's right not yeah. just the credentials after their name mm -hmm. that seemed to be easier and easier it to seemed get. to be easier and easier to get so yeah you know wow I, I i don't know this this feels like a very natural easy sort of i don't know sort of like stopping place mm -hmm. right here I suppose maybe that's like what's valuable about about this whole thing is that we get to talk about things that are very difficult to talk about them, and maybe it's the long form that that, that requires that. You know, it's very very complicated to, you know, to 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 talk about these things. It, it's like like we said in the in the first episode, it's difficult to talk about the system because there are multiple causes, right? Multiple things that uh, that, that that are in play here. And again, if your purpose in, in listening to us is, I, I don't know, I was going to say entertainment. I'm not sure that we're that entertaining. I don't, I don't know. We should probably. Do you find just want to nod your head in agreement yeah. with us because you feel the same way? Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe as a teacher, or again, as we say, a parent or a taxpayer or or or, or whatever it is. Um, very often, I, I suppose it's this, and maybe this, maybe this, this is the way to uh, uh, to, to sort of close it out as BOTs we very often feel that what we have to do is fight the administration in order to do what we know is right, right. for our for students. students. Yep. And I have a question. Who thinks that's good? No one should. Why do I have <laughs> to, you know, why do I have to fight for the ability to do my job? Right. I guess that's a good place to leave it. I guess that's Maybe a great... Maybe that's what we can talk about next time. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Well, hey, um, we had a good time here on uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, Maybe turn again. the game on. Maybe turn the game on? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a vested inter interest yeah. in this, do you? Because the mm -hmm. Seahawks screwed it up again. Yeah. That's all right. That's all right. What what do you say? Is it, what, what, well, what, we'll get them next year. Yeah, you know you got to always have faith in your teams that you support. What evidence? I'm kind of a data guy. What <laughs> evidence do you have that that's that that's true? Okay, would I mean, you I'm just, kind of a data guy, so I like to look at the at the data. To would kinda, you just like me uh, to say what I'm sure everybody else, what many people are feeling, and and I guess I'm just going to go out and say. Oh, it. Are you going to do? Are you going to alienate just, listeners? No. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I, anybody I in New England. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I'm just rooting for anybody but Tom Brady. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, maybe Shots that's, fired. Yeah. So Shots fired. We'll leave it there. We'll leave it there, I guess. All right. Yikes. And on that, thank you for listening to The BOT. I'm Jason. I'm Jen. Have a good week, everybody. Bye-bye.